0: One of them is to be loved. Do that. Do that in your group. I feel like that's the kind of thing that makes the difference between a successful community and one that's detached.
1: Please do it for our Insta account. I'm sure you guys are all getting sick of seeing the same three photos that we use.
0: I mean, I look good in all of them, but...
1: Of course. yeah, We've been given this gift to not use that, to not connect with people that you need in your life to help you move forward or to help you... You know get through a hard time would be silly
0: there yeah. i am in a nutshell five strengths
1: boom it adds up
0: it does it's me even it's though me. you rushed
1: through the test Hi, I'm Michelle, an entrepreneur and creative business coach.
0: Hi, I'm Steve, and I'm a social media and digital content strategist.
1: We're friends with a shared passion for creativity in all its forms.
0: Through this podcast, you'll find ideas to help up your game and share experiences with a community of creatives who understand what it's like to work and create in the digital world.
1: If the episode you're about to hear sparks something inside of you, share your voice by connecting with us on social media at Pod4Creatives on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, I have something I'd like to start with, if you don't mind. That's I don't okay. take it. It's okay. also your show. How is it my show?
0: I said it's also your show.
1: Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, well, I was just going to say that if I was a better friend, I would have already said this to you off mic. But since I'm here and I, since I waited this long, I figured I'd just save it for the podcast. Well, in case you're listening to this out of order, in the last episode, it, I don't want to say it was emotional, but it was a little bit deeper than we typically get, Um, and Steve shared some of the things that he's been going through. One of them is that he lost his mom earlier this year, so I just wanted to say I know that that took a lot for you to do, and... I don't know what the. I'm going to need your your wordsmiths to help me with this.
0: You're doing well. This uh, this this this, this, <laughs> I this compliment apology for, with,
1: with this compliment. It's not an apology. It's
0: this trifecta of compliment and squirming is very <laughs> is very interesting to me right now. So no, I
1: just I just wanted to tell you that I admire you for you know for being brave enough to share that publicly, especially since I know that you didn't really share any of that even on your personal accounts. So podcast family. I think that that says something about how much this show means to Steve. and (laughs) It
0: does. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I don't know. We're in a social media community now where something happens to us and uh, there's one of two people. You put it out there and I'm not sure if you put it out there because you want that dopamine hit of like somebody's acknowledging your strife or grief or whatever, or you put it out there because you're hoping somebody has shared that experience and you're looking for you know, a shoulder to cry on or somebody who understands what you're feeling. And I didn't feel like I wanted either of those things when we were going through the situation after my mom passed. So, you know, it's not like I kept it internalized or anything like that. But, you know, I have a small team, a crew of people who I trust and who I confide in. And, you know, that that certainly helped get me through that. But I think I go back to what we were saying last episode on episode 14, which is, is that there are things in our personal lives that affect us professionally. And it can be very difficult sometimes to try to separate the two because your mind constantly wanders or you're reminded of something and you can never really just fully immerse yourself in work. So um, I think it's important to acknowledge those things um, and not keep them so buttoned up because I think it's going to help you overall in trying to function. You know, if I didn't acknowledge it with my team, you know, at work on a regular basis and they didn't know that I was going through something like that. I mean, I, I had a, I had a pretty significant argument with, with a, with a boss, like maybe a week after I got back. And I think a lot of it had to do with just, I wasn't mentally in a, in a, in a good spot at that point in time. Um, so, you know, I I think you got to acknowledge it. I think people have to be aware of it around you and they have to know like, Hey, this isn't him or this isn't that person. And they're working through some stuff. So, um, yeah. So thank you. It's very kind And yes, this audience does mean a lot to, to me and to us. So, yeah I think this community has kind of helped us open up a little bit as as people, too. I mean,
1: yeah, you know I feel your like...
0: background you 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 did more of it certainly than I did, I think, as kind of a small business owner because you had to. I mean, I was very kind of strategist tactician, but I wasn't necessarily was putting myself out on the front lines on social and you know, creating videos and things like that. So I think having been in this community now for a while, and the reactions that we're getting to certain kinds of content, uh, that certainly helped us out a little bit.
1: Yeah. No, but I've even found that even though I've had my own brands for years now, that there have been stories that I've shared here that I've never thought to share before. I mean, the story about us moving to Florida, the story about you know, getting let go from my job for whatever reason, just things that had not come up. And I think that there's also something about podcasting being, I don't know, a little bit more intimate. Do you remember that Mm -hmm. article that I shared with you earlier in the year, just a long time ago? Yeah. Um, you know, the intimacy of of podcasting and it's, it kind of like has its positives and negatives. One in that, you know, we can talk about kind of deeper issues, but at the same time, you don't get that immediate feedback that you get from people who might leave you a comment on a blog post or might, you know, leave you a comment on a social post. So I think the podcast communities, are a little bit different like we definitely we know that you guys are out there we love hearing you respond but i think that podcast communities are different in that you don't necessarily interact with each other
0: yeah um and maybe that's it's, okay. it's kind of being threat it's being thread through us um and i think that's it's an interesting position to be in because i think we're constantly trying to engage and we're constantly trying to be thought-provoking and create content that kind of gets at you know, that cross section of creativity and audiences and, and, you know, things that we know people who follow this podcast, who either they, they tell us through, you know, through messages or whatever that they're interested in or that they're exploring. And it kind of gives us some topics to, uh, you know, explore. Um, you're right. It's kind of being filtered through us. It's more of a, you know, it, it's, it's, it's not interacting amongst each other as much as it's interacting with us
1: yeah, I, yeah, mean, I kno- absolutely. I know that there are probably things we could do to introduce members of our community to each other, like we've talked about um, Jacqueline and Jackie's podcast before, the Millennial Homemakers, and they have a Facebook group, but I don't think that that's for us, at least right now.
0: Not Maybe not right now. I mean, I'd like to do things where we're kind of bringing members of our audience and giving them some exposure, not just on what they're doing, but who they are. Yeah. You know, I think that's a great kind of like, you know, get to know your, get to know your community a little bit more. And I mean, like that now is so important, like having that small squad of people, or maybe it's even a larger squad, but people around you who get it, you know, people around you who get you and can speak your language because everything is so particular. Everything is so niche now that like, you know, I could be talking to you about something. We used to have these conversations all the time where like I come from a PR background. You come from more of a design background. There's some overlap, but there's not a lot. I mean, like there's 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 not a lot. Um, But you go talk with a fellow designer and yeah, you guys completely click and you get it. And the same thing in the PR world. So having that kind of like that circle around you, you know, is so valuable.
1: Yeah. Do you feel like you, I mean, I know that this is true, but you, do you feel like you have like a group of people that are your community in, in the PR world or in the school PR world?
0: Certainly. Um, you know, I've been fortunate enough to be involved with, um, this national PR association for, for public schools over the last, well, for a while now, I would say at least, you know, six, seven, eight years, um, that I've been kind of, I mean, as long as I've been with, with our organization, but as a member of it for a while now, and I didn't realize there were this many. I, I don't know. Have, have you ever had something where you've been a part of a culture like, like where you didn't realize how many people do what you do throughout the country? Because I didn't think there were that many people like who do what I do until I had a chance to go to my first conference, national conference, and then you're just like, wow! Like there are so many people who understand exactly what my frustrations are, or know what a, what success looks like, or you know, it's just it blew my mind.
1: Yeah, not in the same way that you have. I, I feel like. I experienced that on Instagram, I'll find people and I'll be like, wow, this person does exactly what I do, or this person does exactly what I want to do, or, you know, maybe not exactly as the way that I do it. But like you said, like, oh, there's another person out there who's a creative entrepreneur who has a graphic design background. Like, you know, you, you think that what I do is so unique, but it's really not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know what else I realized, too, is like how I want to get back to the whole Uh, our our circles thing in a second but also like because of social media and because of the the specific passions that we have and that people have how your circles can kind of be like well I call them like these spheres of influence Mm -hmm. like you know you have your main sphere. So I guess in my case, it would be public relations and in, in public schools. But I also have a strong interest in user experience and social design. So I follow a bunch of professionals on Twitter who are in that sphere. And I also have a sphere of interest in writing. So I followed a bunch of people in that. And, you know, like you're able to kind of pull from, you know, inspirations from all of them and, and see where like the lines connect. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the interesting thing about social media is we're able to kind of connect in these little smaller you know, niche communities um, that help kind of like, if you add them all up, they add up to who we are. Like that's a healthy social media presence is if, if like you're following people who help make up who you are as a person.
1: I think that kind of hits on also what we talked about in episode 14, the last episode, about how we're hearing from all of these different sources and different types of people who are giving advice. And sometimes that advice may conflict with each other, but it's the culmination of the advice. And the way we apply it to our unique situation that makes it effective for us. So it's kind of along those same lines.
0: Yeah. But back to what I was saying, like I was just blown away the first time I went to that national conference and got to experience being in a room full of people who do what I do and just being like, I can't I can't get over that. This is this many people do this. And as time has gone on, that group has kind of evolved into more of a social group on on online or social media group. So, you know, there are. Twitter chats regularly and, and, you know, there are are Facebook groups and local chapters and it's just grown. And, you know, the movers and shakers within that that community have done a lot to help broaden their, their horizons and their spectrums to include as many people in those communities as possible. It's also at a point now where it's like, it's also unbelievable how many people are involved with this on social media because it's like you do a Twitter. You know, I used to participate in these Twitter chats regularly and now you do them and it's like you can barely keep up with like anything that anybody's saying. You are like, well, this isn't helpful. Like how,
1: you know, yeah, but, but it's, a overwhelming.
0: It is. it's a little overwhelming, but it's also a testament to how much that that brand has has really grown, which is which is impressive in its own right. That's kind of exciting.
1: That is cool. And you have your conference coming up in July. I was going to say it's not it's not July yet. It's almost July as we're recording this
0: as the time we're recording this. No. uh, Yeah. Mid-July. So get a get a get a chance to go out and um, some colleagues and friends and, you know, hang out in California for a couple of days and that'll be good. Get to see one of our favorite listeners, Betsy. So I'm excited about that. Yeah.
1: Oh, I can also send Betsy on a mission to take photos of you
0: yeah there's a there's a if if anybody follows us on social media and realizes we use we use the same three photos of me and any and any promotional imagery that we do and meanwhile michelle has like one for every season (laughs) like i have like three or four stock photos of me that would be like appropriate to use on these things so we just we have to come up with more opportunities so uh so yeah i guess there's a challenge that's being issued by michelle to uh people in my circle to uh get some more images of uh of me
1: yes and also i'll put this out there if there are any photographers listening that want to lend their services and either live in the albany new york area or want to travel to the albany new york area or to california when, when you're out there
0: and don't mind not being paid for the work that they
1: yeah i want to do it for free steve I'll needs, buy you, steve I'll, needs I'll, some I'll, major photos taken
0: <laughs> i'll buy you a meal
1: Please do it for our, our Insta account. I'm sure you guys are all getting sick of seeing the same three photos that we use.
0: I mean, I look good in all of them, but.
1: Of course, but.
0: There should be a bell every time I re- <laughs> we reference this.
1: Maybe our um, producer can figure out how to add that in.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. It's in the budget. <laughs> So what about you? Talk about your 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 spheres of influence and circles Uh. and like what not so much what ones you're in. I mean, I think we could probably deduce the ones that you feel connected to. But like, what are some of the the traits that stand out to you in them that attract you to wanting to be a member of them?
1: Hmm. Well, I don't really feel like I am someone who is like a group type of person. (laughs) that makes me sound really snobby but it has a lot more to do with i think with me being an introvert i think that large groups of people um overwhelm me but i will say that we have a group here that um well it's it's national it actually may be worldwide and i may have talked about this before but the rising tide society um and then the local chapters have these meetings called tuesdays together so it's the second tuesday of every month and it's creative professionals it's a lot of wedding industry people but um, i joined my local chapter when i moved here to florida and a majority of my friends that i have now i met through those meetings now i've probably only been to five or six meetings total but you know i i made connections through just those few meetings that i've gone to and now i hang out with those people regularly you know, just one on one or or in smaller groups and um, actually going away this weekend with was invited by my friend Megan who is part of this the Rising Tide Society and we're having like a another small kind of like gathering that's also made up of people from this organization. So what's
0: what's on the, the itinerary?
1: So they have their own mastermind group. Megan is part of this mastermind group with four girls in it and each of them invited two friends who they wanted to include with them on this weekend so it's going to be a little bit of a retreat some relaxing some um sharing business <laughs> tips like we're doing um all of us took this strengths finder test recently oh, did you I see me post your... that
0: yeah so i've taken this before oh you have how
1: come you didn't send me your results
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly like I didn't realize how many questions were a part of it. So after a while, I just started clicking through just to get get it over with. Did you also
1: <laughs> realize that you have to answer them in twenty seconds?
0: Yes, that's why I kept speeding through it. So I didn't, you know, I just yeah. I didn't realize there was like a thousand questions. Like there who's are, got time to yeah, answer? Yeah, there that?
1: were a lot of questions, and I kept like I was taking my on the couch, and like my cat kept poking me, and I'm like, you're messing me up. I missed a question. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So I don't remember what my I don't remember what they were. I think I've told you this before. I don't remember what the that the name of the strength was. I actually I
1: might look for it.
0: You know what? Hold I I might have this 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 book.
1: Okay. <laughs> Great question. So this book, it's called Strengths Finder for our listeners. Steve, tell me if your book is the same way. In the back of the book, there is a sealed type of packet that you have to open with a scissor and then once you open it you need to scratch off the secret code with a coin this is the most like (laughs) state-of-the-art secure thing ever that i've ever found in a book i'm like i need like tools i'm like just to get these results the site also sucks by the way yeah it does like it wouldn't i had to like manually like kind of I don't know print the page or save the page like there wasn't like a save this your computer button all
0: right I got them got them in an old email boom okay Okay. so I know one of your strengths was relator
1: (laughs) not real not realtor (laughs) not
0: not realtor because that would have been impressive Uh, but relator um and that is my top strength
1: is it okay cool
0: The definition of that is people who are especially talented in the relator theme enjoy close relationships with others. They find deep satisfaction in working hard with friends to achieve a goal, which if you read in the book, it talks about how relators like their, you know, they can, they can work well with others, but when it's time to work, like it's time to get down to business, they want their crew of people around them that they trust. Mm -hmm. And that is me to a T. Um, you know, I can, I can, I can play well with others and be nice, but like, we got to accomplish something I want my two or three or four people that I trust the most around me
1: I also feel like that kind of sums up this podcast because I feel like we're both like that and that's why this podcast has been working
0: yeah it's interesting
1: so that's your number one really that's my number
0: one uh, the next one is responsibility and that basically means um, that people who are responsible ta-
1: <laughs> question mark
0: Somebody's got to keep this social game moving on this podcast. <laughs> um, people who are especially talented in their responsibility theme take psychological ownership of what they say they will do. They're committed to stable values such as honesty and loyalty. That's me. Yeah. I'm nothing if I'm not loyal. That's I mean,
1: true. That's true. You're uh, loyal.
0: Yeah. And then I have a developer. Um people who are in the developing theme recognize and cultivate the potential in others. They spot the signs of each small improvement and derive satisfaction from these improvements. Um, And then uh, arranger people who are talented in the arranger theme can organize, but they also have flexibility that complements this ability. I mean, if that doesn't speak to my post-it note theory, I don't know what does. (laughs) Um, And then the last one is connectedness, uh, which is uh, um, – Uh, people who are talented in that theme have faith in the links between all things. They believe there are few coincidences and that almost every event has a reason, which like, does that totally prove my whole, do your friggin' research and stop just thinking that you got lucky because something worked well once and on social media. So there I am in a nutshell, five strengths.
1: Boom. Nice. It adds up. It does. It's me. Even though you rushed through the test.
0: Well, I didn't say I didn't read. I just kind of clicked quickly. So I could have clicked on something wrong and, but it didn't really hurt too much. Good. So talk about yours, talk about yours here a little bit. All
1: right, so my number 1 is called individualization. Um, and I thought that this was kind of funny because basically what this says is I am super intrigued by the uniqueness of each individual, which kind of is what the strengths finder is all about. So this is why oh. I'm obsessed with personality tests and these like, you know, types is because figuring out and learning like the ins and outs of each individual, is interesting to me. By the way, I realized this editing the last episode. Definitely part of the PFC drinking game is me saying that something is interesting. I just wanted to put that out there.
0: You know what would get me completely wasted if we actually did this? Because I've learned this when I've edited sound, when we do like the small sound bites during the week on on, on Instagram. Yeah. Is uh <laughs> you have... <laughs> You have like this tendency when you're making a point, like you extend a word, like you hold on to the last letter of the word or the second to last letter of the word and then there's like a pause and then you'll finish the sentence. So it would be it would be like you would be saying like, so what I'm trying to say is and then you like, (laughs) oh, that must be so annoying when you're trying to
1: edit it down.
0: It's no, it's not annoying. It's just things that you pick up on. It's just oh, so yeah. funny. But I've thought about adding that, but I don't know how to summarize that in a in a drinking game. Like every time she holds on to a letter, or mm. it's it's hard. It's hard. But uh,
1: kind of unique.
0: But anyway.
1: So yeah, <laughs> back to uh, <laughs> back to my strength. So that's my number one strength. Um, I, and I also loved it in the in the bigger description it describes the strength as a um, a casting director, which I really love. I feel like that would be a job that I would enjoy
0: I could see you as a casting director yeah,
1: yeah. Um, My second one was learner and I think that that's no surprise. I'm obsessed with learning um, the third one positivity same thing there. Oh, God. This this one of the qualities that disgusts you about me. Just apparently. so excited about everything. <laughs> um, fourth one is empathy, which mm. you yeah. know, gotta have. Yeah, gotta right. be empathetic. <laughs> I don't sound so empathetic about my description of empathy, but I I feel like that these are just so self-explanatory that I don't I don't really need to get into it. Right. And then the last one is is relator, not realtor
0: not real. Although I do
1: no. love zillow.com. Not a Do you sponsor. go there
0: like that, but do you, are you on Zillow like even though you have a house like regularly just looking at stuff?
1: Yeah, I do every once in a while. Like I sometimes when I'm driving around I'll be like if I see a house for sale, I will want to know how much it costs and I'll hmm. look it up.
0: Like once we bought our house, I didn't want to look at anything Zillow ever or again. realtor.com or anything ever again and like the first 2 weeks after we were in the house Rachel was still on, like, looking at things, and I was just like, get rid of that app. Like, I don't want to <laughs> see that app. I don't want to...
1: <laughs> we are not moving.
0: Give him, you know, we're here forever, 30 years. You, <laughs> you heard the bank, 30 years. <laughs> Does being a part of a tribe come at a cost because it, it might breed close-minded thinking?
1: Hmm, that's really interesting. Oh, God. <laughs> that's not really interesting, actually. What? Already been said. Just um, feed my ego today. How does that feed your ego? Oh,
0: you just said what I asked was very interesting. I mean,
1: oh, okay, that's fair. That'll be the last time I say it. <laughs> I can definitely see that happening. I can't think of any examples, though. It, it well, sounds like, like you have experienced that.
0: No, but what I circles. would say is, is that I think we're seeing we see a lot of this play out on social media when it comes to you know, political things, um, where, you know, you, you follow the news that you want to hear, you're, you're, you're listening to the people that you want to listen to mm. as opposed to maybe considering all angles. And like, that's the thing that kind of like concerns me about becoming a part of a group or a squad or whatever. And if you have one or two or three more vocal people in that group who aren't as well versed as they should be, or shouldn't be in that position, I think that's a dangerous thing because you want to you want to promote individuality, you want to promote doing your own thinking. I think that's always just something that I have in my mind whenever I get kind of like grouped in with people or a part of something like check check advice and check, you know, whatever they're saying at the door because as we kind of got at a little bit in episode 14, your situation is not somebody else's situation. So while these groups are helpful, I don't necessarily think that we just blindly follow things because that's what somebody said to do.
1: Yeah. I think that there is a danger in these groups where it becomes more about, okay, we're a tribe, we got each other's backs and we all believe in this at any cost. And then everyone shuts their eyes to any sort of outside opinion or thought. And that, yeah, that can be really bad.
0: I think shared experiences lead to unification, right? So like, that's to me is the most valuable part of being in in a group is knowing that I can talk to somebody who's gone through something, not necessarily for advice, but just to say like, you know what I'm talking about. You know, it's not something that like, I feel like I have to explain, you know, in in, in great detail. And I think when you have a lot of people who go through stuff like that, camaraderie, that, that togetherness, that unity that's formed from that, that's kind of empowering too, because then you feel like what you do has meaning or more meaning than, than it might have if it were just on its own. That's what I feel like I get the most out of being in, in, in groups. Like, you know, when we thought about doing this podcast, we had an audience in mind. I think we've kind of added people to the group that we didn't necessarily think would be a part of that, but the fact that they responded the way they have really makes me feel like, you know, what we're doing here has meaning and has purpose because people are responding to it and because so many people in this creative field have shared experiences around some of the stuff that we're talking about. So it almost creates this this unity, unification, you know, effect.
1: Yeah, it's really cool that online has given us this, this ability to connect in this way. I know that that sounds really... I'm like an old woman saying like, oh, hey, we can like connect with friends. But I mean, when we grew up, we didn't really have this. I mean, we had AOL and maybe that was like the beginnings of this, but it's.
0: But that's an interesting point, though, like because the millennial generation is the one that grew up with AOL. Mm -hmm. So because we've had these these types of interactions with people in group settings and, you know, instant messaging and and, and two way communications of the onset of social media and everything like I wonder if you would look at like the different generations and you look at Generation X, which was the one that preceded the millennial generation and look at how they tend to think and act in a uh, in a professional setting and the support they need or may not need. And then look at millennials, because I mean, I'm an individual, but there are projects when we when we're doing things with with social and digital that like I like working in a team structure. Mm-hmm. I like the differencing, the difference of approach, and the specialization and how it all kind of comes together. And I wonder if the generations kind of have a little bit of a because of what we've experienced is is trending that way more so than previous generations.
1: It has to be because we have access to each other in a way that didn't exist before, right?
0: Right. Yeah, it's exciting when I you mean, sit like, and
1: like think about it. Like, I think
0: it's yeah, I think it's exciting in the sense that we're we're able to, in in the blink of an eye, ask a question to somebody and 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 get a response back, you know, quickly. And that's a level of support in and of itself within your community, within somebody you know who who some somebody who knows what they're talking about can kind of help support you you know, but also to feel like there are, I mean, cause that was the, that was the original intent of Twitter, right? Like when Twitter first came around, it was people going through things, sharing experiences that from, from, from around the country and around the world that you would have never met, but you could have talked about something and threw a hashtag in there and somebody else searched the hashtag and said, Hey, I've experienced that same exact thing. And now you have this kind of, you know, unique connection that didn't exist before. What's changed, I think, a little bit on social media as we get away from the community conversation quickly with that is there are a lot of other people telling you that whatever you're experiencing or going through is wrong and why it's wrong and all those (laughs) other things. So that's kind of that's changed to some extent. But I think that like that's what we know. Right. So that's what we've kind of adopted. And that's what we respond to now.
1: It almost makes me sad for past generations that people didn't know that there were other people just like them out there like there was no way to even get in touch with them and I'm you know I'm I talked about this uh, in a previous episode about you know how I grew up being a creative person but I don't think that that creativity was ever expressed at its fullest because I wasn't surrounded by other people who like doing things that I did or that were interested I mean it was it was such a small group of people and now I not only have creative friends who are creative, but creative friends who mesh with my personality, who like understand and think the way that I do. Whereas before, like the pool was a lot smaller. So we're really lucky to be living now.
0: Yeah, I think about that a lot. You know, when you, you get those people who, who complain about people using their phones, like we had an episode right, where we talked about using your phone at, at, at dinner or yep. whatever, whatever that the topic was like. It doesn't bother me like it it has never bothered me that people have outlets and if their outlet is their phone versus 20 years ago when their outlet might have been reading a newspaper, there's no difference to me. Yeah. You know, there there, there really isn't. And if you're using that that tool to connect to a group of people or to to connect to some kind of issue uh, to help better yourself or better educate yourself or better support yourself. I mean, that's what it should be all about. I mean, we're that—that's somebody who's actually taking full advantage of what's available to them.
1: Yeah, we've been given this gift to not use that, to not connect with people that you need in your life to to help you move forward or to help you, you know, get through a hard time would be silly. Even right. going back to, if you don't mind me sharing this, um, I know that you shared like after your mom passed that just seeing other people on Twitter like share, you know, that they've lost loved ones was like you found to be comforting. I read
0: an article. Yeah, I read an article not too long ago about a, uh, I believe it was a photographer or a writer for a newspaper and um, he got tipped off that President Obama was going to be speaking. um, We'll put it in the show notes because this is a really good article. President Obama was going to be making an appearance at a, I think a Washington DC area coffee shop. So he flies over to the coffee shop backstory on him really quickly. His mother had passed away not too long before this, this whole situation happened. So he gets over to the coffee shop. He gets there, um, you know, before the president arrives and he's trying to position himself. And all of a sudden there's a little bit of a commotion and, you know, secret service members walk in and the president walks in and the president sees this, this journalist sees this writer or photographer I'm sorry, I don't remember what he was exactly. Again, we'll post the the link, but makes a beeline for him and, you know, offers his condolences about his mother passing, asking questions about his mom, all these things. And like what, I mean, like he was just so humbled and just so blown away that the president was talking to him about this situation. And I just remember like in the days and, and, and weeks after my mom passed, like, having conversations with former colleagues of her, she was a teacher for 30 years. So she had so many different colleagues and students who were, who were touched by her. So the stories that people would share, even in in her later years when she was down in in Delaware, you know, friends of hers that, you know, would share stories of her love for life and, and, or how much she talked about, you know, me and my sister and, 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 and Rachel. And, you know, it was just, um, it was really nice to experience that. So, you know, in many ways, like even going through that, that situation, which was, you know, by far one of the worst, um, you know, that that I've had to deal with, like having that community around you who picked you up through stories and picked you up through that kind of level of support. I mean, it totally helped, um, in the days and weeks that followed. Um, it made it, it made it feel not closure. It just made the situation feel more, more complete, more full. Mm-hmm. Um, closure is not the right word. Cause I'm, you know, I don't think you ever kind of like close that chapter but it just made a, it just gave you more support
1: yeah do you think that we should be redefining what community is because it's not it's not just like a group of people who, sh- who show up for a meeting it's really is you connecting with just one person over twitter i mean and you don't even have to say anything to them it's it's you reading a story like is that community
0: yeah absolutely you know i think anything that provides you Support, whether it's just somebody who likes a tweet, um, mm-hmm. of something that you might have said or a thought, you know, in a, a thought leadership role, or somebody who messages you, or or somebody who just is looking out for a shared common goal or a common interest um, or a common situation that you're experiencing, I think a community can be two people. Um, it certainly was for us for the longest time before we launched this and found Mm -hmm. more people, you know, so that, you know, that certainly is, is, yeah, I would say so. You?
1: Yeah, I like that. I like this new definition.
0: Because I think that's the, there's the fault there. Like we, we think about like, well, we have to get so many people to come together to do this. I mean, it's really about camaraderie between the parties. It's really about the shared interests and it's really about what you are working towards together. And that can be 10, 15, 20 people, and that can be two. And yet you can still feel supported and still feel like, you know, you're being picked up by your community.
1: Yeah. Do you feel like there are ways that we, and by way I mean like, yes, maybe like us with the podcast, but I'm, I'm thinking about our, our audience, ways that people can foster their communities in ways that they're maybe not doing. And I think the part of it is, I'm going to answer my own question here is just the mindset in it. I think that it can be harrowing to think that you need to like bring this whole big group together or get like so many people in your Facebook group or whatever, or participating in your Twitter chats. But maybe if you use this new definition of what community is, it can just be, Hey, I made this great connection with this person today, or just like you said, this person liked my tweet, like that's what, and, it, that's and what acknowledging that as community.
0: Well, think about what we say when we're talking about growing a social presence, right? I feel like so many people put an emphasis on, you know, I have 500 followers or I have 500 people who like this page. I need to get it to a thousand. I have a thousand. I need to get it to 1500 when really the goal should be to focus on the 500 or the thousand or however that, whatever that number is, that should be the goal is to focus on those people and make a difference for those people. And I think it's the same thing. Like you're going to grow your community just as if you' just as you're going to grow your social presence, if you're focusing on what makes that tick and whether that's good content or whether that's um, support for somebody, I think everybody wants to be a part of a, a supportive community. We all need something like that. I think about this Ensper community that I'm a part of. You know, it started on through social media. Obviously, it started at conferences, but it started through social media. And as people started to observe and see what was happening, they saw the shared interest. They they saw the shared support. They saw what they could get out of it. And I think that connectivity through support, through emotion, through reassurance, through laughter um, or through honest conversation that attracts people and that attracts people to want to be a part of something. So just as if your social presence is guided by creating great engaging emotional content that people see and they want to continue to follow because they like that stuff, I think your support group is, is, is the exact same way. If you put forth the effort and you, you, you aim to support through empathy, people want to be a part of that because generally at the end of the day, we all want to be loved. We all want to be supported. Those are the traits that we find attractive in people.
1: It really is simple when you think about it.
0: We tend to make things more complicated.
1: Oh, I, think, I definitely and, and, do. There's no doubt.
0: That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I think, and I and I do too. I, I think there are, you know, as much as I try to like, you know, not make things complicated, we do. I, I think we're the victims of our own intelligence sometimes, or we you know we can't get out of our own ways. But at the end of the day, we all have very basic needs, right? I mean, you you talked about this a little bit in episode 14 with the languages of love and like the things that we need. What, what's the definition of it again?
1: The love, the five love languages. You mean?
0: Yeah. What did I say? <laughs>
1: the languages of love. That's <laughs> the lesser known, or it's, it's the knockoff brand. It's the more
0: formal version,
1: apparently.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, you mean what? What are the five love languages?
0: Well, not what they are, but just like the whole purpose. Oh, of the, the concept. The, the concept yeah.
1: is is learning the way in which an individual likes to be shown appreciation.
0: And that's it. Like there, there, there's only five. There's yep. not thirty. Yeah you know, there's only five. So like that should tell you something right there that like we all have some very basic needs. One of them is to be loved. One of them is to feel like we're supported. Do that. Do that in your group. I mean, like I feel like that's the kind of thing that makes the difference between a successful, supportive or successful group, successful community and one that's detached. It's it's showing people that you care. It's putting forward that 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 effort. You know, we know everybody who's in our podcast group here. Like we care about everybody. Anybody who messages us, anybody who sends us something, I mean like we make it a point to 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 reply. Michelle sometimes more than me. Some more than
1: others. But Steve Steve feels funny about responding to people sometimes. He's like, I think it would be better if you responded. (laughs) I don't know why. There's some kind of psychological thing behind this.
0: Yes. I don't know. Maybe we'll get to the uh, the bottom of that one day. But but I do, I, I do agree with the sentiment of actually like being there to thank somebody or, you know, to thank them for what they said or support them or whatever. Um, I think that keeps people coming back. That's just good customer service. And frankly, that should be in the best interest of all of us and in, in everything that we do.
1: So are you going to start responding more to social comments?
0: I could. I could.
1: All right, guys, if you're listening to this, this is your mission. Send Steve a personal message on our podcast account at Pod 4 Creatives.
0: <laughs> this is just what I need. Now I have anxiety every he time he needs phone... fan mail.
1: Ang... Oh, that's he'll not send good. you a he'll send you a signed photo of himself. That is yet the photo. That, has, that has yet to be taken. <laughs> oh, this is going to be but once new one? we get them. <laughs>
0: this is going to be a new one yes Uh, that's funny yeah i was going to say they would know the photo they could just print (laughs) they could just screenshot it off of instagram if they want (laughs) if you've enjoyed this episode help us spread the word on social media tag us at pod for creatives on instagram twitter or facebook and let us know what stood out to you the most looking forward to hearing from you so, did you really like that GIF? G I F soundbite, or did you not really like no, that? No, no, I really. I
1: ended up. I when it all came together, I, I liked it. Hmm. What? Now you don't like it? No,
0: I like it. I just. Did you know, not I just, like
1: that? I wasn't. My immediate reaction wasn't. At eleven thirty overly... on a,
0: at eleven thirty on a Friday night, because I'm laying in oh, a hotel what bed what do you editing. What
1: for me at eleven thirty on a Friday night? It was
0: like interesting choice. <laughs> <laughs>